Keeping it PC, episode two. We missed last week, but the boys are back. Cole, how you doing on this beautiful Thursday afternoon? I'm doing just great. I cannot wait to get into all the topics we got today. We got some pretty interesting, interesting stuff to talk about. Yeah, we're going to talk a little NFL, talk about the start of the NBA season. Then we'll probably round it off with the World Series. So let's just jump right into it. Um, with, with week eight in the NFL season, we are officially... Well, not halfway through because it's 17 games this year, but just about halfway through the season. Um, and the lawns are pretty, the, the lines are drawn in the sand. Good teams, bad teams. No more messing around. Um, Cole, do you have uh, some picks this week? We got a hell of a Thursday night game. Oh, yes. This week. Yes. One this... little statistic about this game, go actually. Ahead, um, the Packers and Cardinals have the highest combined winning percentage. By opposing teams entering a Thursday night game since 1934. This might be the sexiest Thursday night game ever. This I is, can't recall. This is like a Monday night game. This is a Sunday night. This is going to be a great They've game. They've elevated the Thursday nighter. Um, what? The Packers 6-1, Cardinals 7-0, right? Yeah. So only one loss between them. Um, all right, so do you have a pick for this game? Uh, I do. I'm taking the Packers over the Cardinals. Mm. I'm saying the Cardinals lose this one. They got J.J. Watt out. The Packers do have Devontae Adams out. But I think Aaron Rodgers is more capable of kind of overcoming that obstacle than the Cardinals' defense is without J.J. Watt. Um, yeah, I don't think... Uh... I think you'll see Aaron Jones have a high volume of touches. I think the other receivers are going to step up and do their thing. So I'm, I'm going to pick the Packers over the Cardinals in a tight game. I got the Cardinals because I'm buying in full, full in on, on my cards. Um, I think without... Devontae Adams, huge loss. I think that offense is way less threatening without him. I don't think Tanyan and, and uh, Aaron Jones can really help Aaron Rodgers produce the number of points that they're accustomed to producing. I have the Cardinals over the Packers. I think this is like kind of like a, a statement game. Not a statement game because everyone knows they're really good. But like, no, you if know, they, if they like beat a the fuck Packers. you. Like, we're yeah. going to go undefeated. If they beat now. the Packers this week, then it's like, okay, okay. you're probably the best team in the league. Okay, right you're the best team in the league. For sure. Do you want to look at how, I mean, what's the probability of them actually going undefeated? Because. So, obviously, I don't think they'll win tonight, but say they, they do, do win, win tonight. tonight yeah. They do win tonight. They play the 49ers next week. Um, I, that's a win. I think that's a win. They play the Panthers. Win. I think that's a win. Seahawks, it depends. Um, Russell Wilson back. Yeah, it's going to be a closer they've game. They've been sloppy all year. But their think, defense sucks. The Seahawks, I think, they suck. I think that's a win. Bears I think that's a win, too. is a win. The Rams, Rams that's... Yeah, Bears... I don't think they beat them twice in one year. I think the Rams beat them. I, it, yeah, I feel like, I, I'm, I feel it's like I'm... really a really interesting game. I feel like I'm picking against the Cardinals every chance I can get. Browns <laughs> over Cardinals. Yeah. Rams, Cardinals. You know what? Yeah. You know what? The Packers, fuck those Cardinals, dude. Yeah. And, like, I like the Cardinals. I like Kyler Murray. I think he's probably a top-five quarterback in the league. But I just, I didn't love their team coming into the year. I thought, I was a little higher on them than some people, but I didn't think they were as good as they are right now. And losing J.J. Watt, I think that is actually a, a big, significant loss. So I don't, I, th- I don't think they have a shot at going 17-0. I think the Rams is a tough game on December 13th. On January 2nd, they play the Cowboys. I think that's a tough game. Even the Colts on Christmas Day. Or Christmas night, excuse me. That's going to be a tough game, too. I think if they beat the Packers, the Rams, and the Cowboys, they have a good shot 
to finish the regular season uh, undefeated. I also would, would agree with that. I think every other game is pretty winnable. Yeah. I think the Seahawks, they play them twice. That's, that'll be tough. I mean, the Lions, Colts, I they, might, tough they, might not, they might as well not even. Even though the Lions, I have to say, they're the best 0-7 team that I've seen. Like they're they're if they played the Texans or they played the Jets, they would I think they would blow them out. How many close games the Lions have lost? They're like not that bad. They just find new ways to lose every single week. I would somewhat agree with that. I don't think they're <laughs> as bad as their record shows. I thought they'd be a four or five win team coming into the year. I still think they can get there. Um, I, I'd have to look at the rest of their schedule. But I don't think 0-7 reflects the talent that they have on that, some of the talent that they have on that team. I mean, just like heartbreaking losses. They had the one against the Vikings earlier with the game-winning field goal. Then they lost the, to the Ravens with the game-winning field goal. I mean, they play, they play good teams. Like, they lost by one point. Uh, no, that's preseason, sorry. They lost, I mean, they, they lost like... They lost by two to the Ravens. Yeah, two to the two Ravens, to the two to the Vikings. They were in it. I don't even lose they were in the, They were in the game against the 49ers. Totally, yeah. Uh, they've had a couple sinkers. The Packers blew them out. I mean, they were in with the Rams until the fourth quarter. Yeah. So um, the Bengals blew them out, but the Bengals have been a surprise. Bengals too. are very they're, surprising. Yeah. They're a good team. I, I thought I didn't think I was very low on the Bengals coming <laughs> into this year. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's see what other picks we got. Uh, while we're on the Lions, I have the Lions getting their first win over the Eagles this week. I don't see that happening. I like the Eagles in this game. I think they're just a little bit better. I could see it though. I don't. I'm not opposed to that pick. Eels are not a great team. They're two and five. Jalen Hurts, he's inconsistent. You have some games where he looks amazing. You have some games where he really hasn't looked that good. And this season so far, it's been a lot of not very good. Despite what you might see in fantasy football, where he's getting 25 points a week, that might not always reflect the actual ability of a quarterback. By the way. Yeah. I mean, I just I don't know. I got the gut feeling about. I think the Lions in the next in the next couple weeks here they play the 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 Bears again. They play the the Vikings, the Broncos, the Falcons. I mean, they don't have the easiest schedule. They play like above five hundred teams, but a lot of above above five hundred teams. But I just I just feel like they they so close to winning some of these games that it's got to go their way at some point because <laughs> it's it's getting sad. To, I mean, their coach was crying in the press conference. He's he, like, I think how, he's going to be a good coach. <laughs> he's like, how hard did these guys have to work to get a win? Yeah. Let's talk about Sunday Night Football this week. You've got the Cowboys and Vikings. I think that's actually a pretty underrated matchup. Yeah. The Vikings are 3-3, three and three, but they've, they've had some close games this year. I mean, they, they, haven't been, they haven't been bad. They lost to the Cardinals by one. They lost to the Bengals by three. The Colts by two. The Chiefs by three. Oh, that's that's preseason. My bad. I scored up a little too far. Yeah, we're looking at the schedule here. They just really like differentiate. It's easier to differentiate yeah, the preseason just... and regular season games. <laughs> it looks like the same. They they beat the Lions by two. They've had they've lost to the Browns by seven. They've had close games. I think there's a way that they could win this game. But I I think the Cowboys are probably just a little bit a better version of the Vikings. Actually, I would compare those teams, and I think. The difference is the Cowboys' defense is much better than the Vikings, and I think the Cowboys' defense is probably the most improved defense in the National Football League from last year. Yeah, I mean, the Cowboys are real. I think they're a real Super Bowl threat at this point. Um, 
and we missed last week's episode. We didn't get a chance to talk about it. But my upset of the week, uh, Patriots over the Cowboys. Very, very close to nailing it there. Um, Cowboys did win, though I wasn't right. But, I mean, I do think the, the Cowboys have, you know, have the habit of not really, like, just keeping their foot on the throttle the entire game. I think they come out sometimes sluggish in the second half and let teams get back into it. Um, this is a game where they, they but could... I think they I think they beat the This Vikings. is a game they have to be locked in. and I think because the Vikings could easily come out there and put up 40 on them and walk away with a, with a win here. Yeah. And Monday Night Football, we got my Giants and the Chiefs. I haven't heard if Mahomes is definitely playing or not. I think if he plays... I want to say they get an easy win, but the Chiefs have the not. The Chiefs been good are this playing year. like doggy. I think, but I I think this is this is a bounce back win. I don't think you lose to the Giants. I, I think so too. But if Mahomes doesn't play, I'm taking the Giants. <laughs> I think. Coming I think off, even with coming off a victory where you win twenty five to three, you got some gained confidence. Without Mahomes, I don't think the Chiefs have a shot at being the Giants. I think it looks a lot like last week's game against the Panthers. Okay. Okay. I mean, yeah. The, even with Mahomes, the offense, the Chiefs' offense has been. Pretty like stagnant, and the defense is just horrendous. I don't even know, like it's a joke of a defense. It's a it's a disaster. I don't know what happened. Um, but yeah, I think uh Mahomes plays. I'll go with the Chiefs, and you know what? I I can buy into that. The Giants with this new like that was a great win last week. I think they could they could definitely beat the Chiefs without Mahomes. Titans Colts. I think that's a really good game. <laughs> AFC South games are just like, like when it's Jaguars Colts on like Thursday night. I'm like, I'll I'll pass. Titans Colts is. I think the Colts are playing good football, and they're surprising a lot of people. And I think Carson Wentz needs an apology from all of the media. He had an atrocious year last year. No, no one's gonna deny that. However, he's been playing good football this year. Did you see? Especially of did you see his interception? I did. Uh, it's kinda, you know what was little, funny about that game? The announcers, toss. the announcers were talking about how he had the lowest interception rate in the league, and then his next pass he throws right to the DB who drops it, and then his next pass was nearly picked off again, and then he threw that little like toss. He kind of like dropped the ball into the, I think I believe it was a linebacker that picked him off. He just dropped the ball into the linebacker's hands. I mean, the announcers were like. Oh, he hasn't thrown a pick, and he has the lowest interception rate in the league. I, mean, that, I feel like that happens a lot when these announcers Jason. are like talking about like like certain statistics. Like he hasn't thrown an interception the entire game, and then he just airmails his receiver, and it's yeah. like, oh well, why you guys even mention that? But that was hilarious. Um, I think the Titans are like quiet, quiet good. I mean, back to back weeks, they blew out the Chiefs last week. They the week before that they beat the the Bills in a thriller, and they've beaten the Colts before. I'm gonna go with the Tennessee Titans. You know what? I'm going with the Colts. I'm I'm gonna take that as an upset. There's no real reason for that. I think this is a toss up game. The Colts have been playing good football lately. I could see them taking this game. Now they're gonna have to keep Derrick Henry in check because <laughs> yeah. if he yeah. runs for 190 yards and four touchdowns, then they're going to lose. But if they can somewhat slow down Derrick Henry, and, you know, the Titans' passing game hasn't been anything crazy this year. It's been better as of late. But I, I can see the Colts coming away with a victory here, and I think they do come away with a victory here on Sunday at 1 o'clock. 
All right. Um, I have my episode of the week. Um, completely not biased at all in any ways. Patriots over the Chargers. Um, Patriots. I feel like, I feel like this is a reoccurring theme here. What that I picked the, the Patriots? Patriots are your upset of the week I've, every week. Well, listen, listen. We've been doing it for two weeks, and the Patriots are playing teams that are better than them. But I also think they can beat. I think they can beat the Chargers. Fair enough. I think they can beat the Chargers. I think they're they're rolling right now. If they if they won that ga- that game against the Cowboys, I think they, I think the Chargers would still be favored. But I think, you know, the the Patriots would be like a a small underdog. I think it would be a really like kind of more evenly matched because I think they've had a couple tough losses here, but I For think sure. they're a better team than their record indicates. I think the Chargers coming off a of bye week coming and just smack the Patriots down. There's, there's a dual-sided blade to a bye week. Either you get really prepared and you're rested, or you get, you know, kind of like you come out sluggish and, and you're I, not ready. And I trust Brandon Staley and that coaching staff and Justin Herbert to come out here and, frankly, just destroy the Patriots. I, I think this could be a 38-10, to 10, 13 kind of game. Mm-hmm. And I would expect that from the Chargers if they want to prove that they're, you know, a legitimate contender a team that we have to take seriously into consideration in the AFC. I think they got to come out here and have a statement victory over Bill Belichick and the Patriots. They're at home, too. I, 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 they need to win this game. All right. Yep. Well, I'm locking in my upset. We'll see how it turns out next week. Uh, we're moving I really on. don't have an upset of the week. I guess you could count the Packers as that, but not really because they're 6-1. Uh, and one. It's basically like, you know. I, I just don't see a game... If I had to flop on any game, I guess I'd pick the Vikings over the Cowboys. Because mm. I think that's the most... I guess the Colts over the Titans is an upset, right? But they've been playing no, good football. No, I don't think that's an upset. I mean, a 3-4 and four team over a 5-2 and two team. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, you're, I think you... I think I'm going to stay with the Cowboys over the Vikings. And I, I do think the Vikings could win that game. I think a lot of these games are... I wouldn't be surprised if the Bu- Saints came out and beat the Bucks. Yeah. I'm not going to pick that. But I think it's a reasonable thing to say. I don't think it's... If, if the Saints play... It's not too outlandish. If the Saints play their best football, they could beat any team any week, in my opinion. Well, that's just the NFL. I think any week, like, any team can beat any team. If, like, if, you know, the Ravens went into, the, into MetLife and played the Jets, and the Jets just, everything was working, and the Ravens, everything was just not working, you know? I think the Jets could beat the, the Ravens any day of the week. And, but the Saints are one of those teams where it's like they, they have players that are so talented that don't always play up to their level. <laughs> yeah. That if they do play up to their level, they look like a top team in the league. Yeah. Whereas the Jets, you know, when they play up to their top level, they're a good team. They look like a good team. They look like a, a team that could win a couple games. But you're going to have to rely on the other team to play bad. I think the Saints are a team where if they play their best football, the Bucks can play well and still lose. I'm, I'm picking the Bucks over the Saints. I think we got one more. Speaking game. of the Bucks, though, yeah, Tom Brady threw his 600th. Oh yeah, yeah. I want to talk about that. Ever. I want to talk about that. First player ever to do six, uh, throw 600 touchdowns. Um, he throws it to Mike Evans. Mike Evans, I guess, unaware of the accomplishment and the significance of the ball, goes and gives it to a fan in the stands. And the funny part is, they're showing this on TV. They have to send like the, like, I don't know, like equipment guy or something over there to try to negotiate with him. Yeah, I think so. so. I think. I was reading what the, what the guy came out with. Where he got a couple signed jerseys from Brady and Evans. I think he got a couple signed helmets. 
You got season tickets for the rest of this season and next season. And he got, and Brady gifted him a, like a single Bitcoin, which I think is like worth like $75,000. That, I would say that's a fair trade. Early estimations put the, the 600th touchdown ball at like $500,000. So I think, Brady's I think it's the, the I best. Think. No, he's not going to sell it, obviously. But like what he could have sold it oh, right, if right, he right, held right, on to it. Right, right. So not like I think it's funny that not even value, but you know, Mike Evans was on Sirius XM's Let's Go, and he said, "I actually gave it away. I didn't know." <laughs> yeah. Tom Brady had to say, "Well, I might accidentally not throw you another touchdown pass all season." <laughs> Tampa Tom is a menace. To Tampa society. Tom doesn't give a fuck, dude. I think he's like ready. You know, he's cruising into. Well, he's never. You know gonna, what's annoying? He's never going. The more he talks, the more I seem to like him. He's a likable guy for how he successful is. and like famous he is. Like he is, I can't. Like he was on the the with Peyton and Eli for the Monday night the Monday night game, and you know he's like having this awesome banter with with Eli about you know the two Super Bowls, and it's really he he's like a character. You can definitely see him going into like becoming like an analyst or something like Tony Romo. Peyton and Eli might be one of the greatest ideas that ESPN. It's must see television. Had. It really is. Marshawn Lynch on. <laughs> Peyton and Eli was gold. That was I was cracking up the entire time. I, he, I mean, of course he's gonna come out dropping f bombs. That's just who Marshawn is. You bring him on, what do you expect Knowing him that. to be like? Yeah. You know, I mean, he's talking about Hennessy. He's, he's like, I took every day, every game, I took three shots of Hennessy or whatever. Yeah. He's like, oh my god. He gosh. said, I poured one up for Big Bro, <laughs> Little Bro, and myself. I, I was. I was in tears on my couch. Oh, he's an icon. He is, he really he's is. a funny guy. I, I miss him being in the league, and I think people forget how good he was sometimes. My senior quote is Marshawn Lynch. Oh, really? Uh, I, yeah. Just here so I don't get fined? I'm just here so I won't get fined. Oh, that's a great one. It's a classic. Yeah. Under um, NFL news, um, I heard that Tua for uh, Deshaun Watson is becoming increasingly like, like it, it's moving towards... I heard that Deshaun deal. Watson, they had a trade lined up to Philly, and he used his no-trade clause to decline that trade. He I doesn't mean, want to go to Philly. dude. <laughs> but I don't... Does he, would he want to go to the Dolphins? Are they like the, the Dolphins stink. right now? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's a lose. And Tua's not been playing... I'm not, I'm not a big Tua guy. I don't think he's... I mean, how are the Texans making that trade, really? I mean... It, it has to be multiple first round. I'm not Tua and Houston. I I just can't see that working out. I'm not a big Tua fan. He's been playing good football the past couple weeks. I'll give him that. But it's a lot of dink and dunk. I, he's got decent weapons, and I just think they should be better than they are. If they had Deshaun Watson, I think they'd be better for sure. Obviously, oh, yeah, he's a top five quarterback in the league when but, he's playing. But 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 you know, Deshaun hasn't played since. When's the last time he played for the Texans? Since they got eliminated, did they make the playoffs like last year. Well, he played. He played last year. Yeah, but no, they didn't. They didn't make the playoffs last year. So he hasn't played like in, in an NFL game in a long time. But yeah. I, I think if you're going to make the trade, you make it midseason, and the Dolphins aren't going anywhere, so you let him figure it out. But you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't. I would like to see the trade happen though. I would like to see. I would like to see. I want to see Deshaun playing football. Deshaun, again. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say. He's yeah. a hell of a player. And I just don't. Maybe, maybe I don't know if the Dolphins. Would the Dolphins pull the trigger on the straight? Because what happens if 
Watson gets suspended. Now they have no quarterback. Yeah. Now they have Jacoby Brissett. Is, do you want to roll out? Like, I mean, I guess your season's not really going anywhere, so you could. But I don't. I just don't know if there's a point if they want to if they want to try to compete the rest of the season. I don't know if there's a point to. They're a one and six team. Yeah. So maybe they just do it because they want to get their quarterback in the future right away. But also, I have a hard time thinking of like what would you give up that the Texans want? Are you going to trade three first round picks for a guy that? Could get suspended for maybe a full season or half season. Yeah, you're gonna give him two and three first round picks. I got the Texans have all the leverage here. I mean, he he's been sitting out the entire season and the off season, and they haven't traded him. So I think they're either waiting for him. They signed him to this big extension, and I think they're either waiting for him to to decide, like for the investigation to can whatever the investigation is. I don't even know the status of it. But like, do you play the waiting game or do you? trade for a quarterback that can be good. I think he's like, made Tua it... has potential. I think... I think Obviously. Deshaun's made it very clear that he's not going to play for the Texans, so I would trade him. Yeah. I don't think you should not get anything for a player of that caliber when he said he's not going to play for you. Because he's not hurt. He's just not playing right now. Yeah. He's not... He's just he's not, not suiting playing. up for them. So I would trade him. But finding a partner might be hard. You want to move on to... We can do the uh, the NBA if you want. NBA. Yeah. Um, NBA opening week. We have um, the Bulls at the top of the Eastern Conference, followed by the Hornets, the Knicks, and uh, et cetera. Western Conference, the Warriors. Hey, your Knicks have looked pretty, no, the Knicks, pretty good this year. The Knicks looking pretty good, three and one. My only problem with the Knicks is that. Have you been watching every game? I've watched every game except for one, yeah. Um, and my only problem is I think Kemba. And Evan Fournier have made such a big impact on this team because last year they didn't have scores. They didn't have people that could sink threes and get points on the board. I think Mitchell Robinson coming back is also huge because it adds a young and versatile rim protector. And I think, like, I do think the Nets are not, I mean, the Knicks are not going to win the conference or anything crazy like that. I think they can be a four or five or three, four or five seed. I think that's not out of the realm of possibility. And the Bulls looking really good. Your guy, your boy Zach Levine's playing really good. I mean, they just, they kind uh, of reset. Trying to tell everybody about Zach Levine. <laughs> they trying, to, trying res- to say it. They trying to reset, and they, you know, they kind of, they looking pretty good so look far. Look where the Bulls are and look where the Celtics are, and then try to tell me that Jason Tatum is better than Zach Levine. But Cole, it's, a te- it's just still a team game. I mean, there's other players. The Nets are the 11 seed in the East right now. Yeah, the Nets. Um, the Nets suck. The Nets are doo doo. This team is not good. I don't know why people think they have absolutely no depth. They traded it all. There's no for defense. James There's no defense, and the offense is just a bunch of guys that can score. And when they're off, they're off, and you're not scoring any points. And I, I it sounds weird to say just a bunch of guys that can score because you know scoring is probably the most. It is the most important part of basketball. It is. We all know that. But I don't think this team is constructed to beat a team like the Bucks. Yeah. The, I know the, KD the single-handedly just, won them a couple games, and KD can do that for you. But. The Bucks are just a more whole team, I think. And, you know, I think the Nets rely too much on KD and Harden to just drag them, to just win them every single game. How much better are the Nets really than the Bulls? I mean, can so we, far, can they're we be not honest for a second? They're not. That much better than the Bulls. Are they even that much better than the Knicks? Are no, they? No, they're not better. They're, they're really not. 
I would the say the Bucks. Cole, Cole, Cole. Three and one. No, I, two and three. But I, I know. The record's six games, five games into the year. I'm not really <laughs> concerned about that. I'm kind of just joking when I say, you know, look where the Nets are in the standings. Yeah. Because I would expect them to finish I think, four through two in the conference. I think they, they make a deep playoff run just because of the amount of talent they have. For but sure. but they got to stay healthy too, and that's been yeah, yeah, that's been a struggle for their stars. You know, KD has I think been banged Harden's up. Harden's still complaining about you know the hamstring. Harden's been banged it's, up. It's just been nagging him for a couple. Kyrie's of years not now. even playing basketball right now. I don't know. What well, I, I I heard we're not going to get into Kyrie. I heard somebody talk about last week that he's just waiting till they lift the mandate or whatever, so he can come back for the playoffs and then they can make that run. Yeah. Look at how it worked last year. None of them played. Like I think they played one game altogether. The three of them. And they, they lost in the second round, so make, that, make of that what you will. I want to talk about my Lakers for a second, because they just don't look good. They look old. They look... I mean, you, you watch more and Lakers. You know, it's five games into the season. We're yeah. not going to get too crazy here, but there are teams in the Western But how Conference. about them Timberwolves, baby? Three and one. <laughs> my Wolves. Anthony Edwards might be the funniest player in the league. Yeah. He reminds me a little bit of Marshawn Lynch. Just, <laughs> he's, just he's, a little bit. He's, fan- he's great. You know, A-Rod bought the team. He's like, who's, who's A-Rod? Yeah. <laughs> I'm at, like, can you imagine saying that? Like, legitimately like, saying that? Well, I can understand you don't, grow, you're not, you don't grow up watching baseball. You don't know who A-Rod is. But, I mean, the guy's been around sports. Like, you know who A-Rod is if you play sports. Yeah. He's that big. And then he buys your TV. You're like, I don't even know who that guy is. Why don't we get into a segment? Oh, baby. I, I know everyone's excited. This is the first annual call on the pole baby this segment's just just call on the pole whatever cole wants to talk about he'll have top 15s he'll have top 10s he'll have top fives do whatever he wants call on the pole we'll kick it over to today we have my top 15 players in the nba oh boy i'm not including Kawhi leonard because he's out for the season torn acl so there's no point for me to include him you want to how do you want to do this i'll say my 15 through 11 right now yeah, if you want to. Yeah. All right. At number 15, Los Angeles Clippers forward Paul George. Oof. At 14. Number 14. Chicago Bulls guard Zach Levine. Ooh. Cole's a big Levine guy. I am. Cole's a big Levine guy. At number 13, despite him not playing right now, oh, Brooklyn Nets guard Kyrie Irving. 13, yeah. Okay. And, no denying the talent. No denying the talent. Number 12, Utah Jazz guard Donovan Mitchell. Ooh, big pull, actually. Big pull. And at number 11, Atlanta Hawks guard Trey Young. Yo, I don't like Trey Young. No? No. You ever seen his high school basketball mixtape? I have. I just don't like, like, his, like how he looks. Like, I don't like looking at his hair. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, anyway, let's talk about some of these guys real quick. I want to talk about Donovan Mitchell a little bit, actually. Donovan Mitchell has had incredible playoff performances the past couple of years. I mean, you look at the past two playoffs he's had, 32 points a game in 10 games on 45, 44, 83 splits. And in the bubble, 36, 5, and 5 on 53, 52, 95 splits. That is incredible. That's real nice. He averaged 26 points a game in the regular season last year. So far, three games, he's averaging 22 this year, not shooting the ball particularly great. But the Jazz are, I believe, the two seed? Yeah, they're the yeah, two seed I think they're in the West right now. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell, I think, is 
is an underrated player, and I I don't see how he could be off of anybody's top fifteen players in the NBA. And Paul George, I I, I see a lot of people put. There were a couple guys that could go in the spot. It could have been Devin Booker, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. But I, I did give it to Paul George. I think he's just a little bit more polished of a scorer than Tatum and Brown. I think Booker's probably a better scorer than Paul George. But Booker doesn't bring, I don't think, the defense that any of those three guys that I mentioned either bring. So I would, I would put Paul George at 15. And then Zach Levine and Kyrie Irving yeah. are both... High volume scores that can create their own shot and do it extremely efficiently. If you wanted to flop Kyrie and Levine on the list, I'd be fine with that. They're very they're very similar in the fact that they're both going to be guys that are 25, 26 points, and they're going to be close to 50, 40, 90 guys every year. They're both extremely talented scorers. They just don't bring it as much on the defensive end. And they Kyrie's a, I gave Kyrie the edge because I think he's a better passer okay. than Zach Levine. And then Trey Young at 11. Trey Young, I, I don't know what to say about Trey Young because the shooting numbers might not look great. You know, you see 34% from three last year, 36% the year before. But this is a guy that's going to be 25 to 30 points a night. Not, he's a great passer. He does a lot of the. I'm not going to say he's as good as Luka because I think there's a gap there. Yeah. But I think he can do. Not as much scoring wise because I think Luca's got a, you know, he's better at attacking the rim. Yeah, yeah. I think he, he's probably a little bit better in isolation. But Trey Young is going to bring scoring, great playmaking. I think it's just a little bit better than the guys below him. I just want to ask: Is there somebody that <clears throat> you see during the season that could sneak onto your top fifteen and maybe bump one of these guys? Like maybe uh, uh, you mentioned Devin Booker, maybe Bradley Beal. Uh, you know, Cat or Zion or what? what I, I I could I don't not particularly. I'd like to see a guy like Devin Booker shoot the ball a little bit more efficiently. Even Tatum or or Jalen Brown, Carl Anthony Towns when he's when he's on. I mean, he might be the best shooting big man of all time. <laughs> yeah, you look at some of his efficiency numbers. I mean, you look at his three point percentages since twenty seventeen eighteen. It's been forty two percent. On four attempts a game, forty percent on five attempts a game, forty-one percent on eight attempts a game, thirty-nine percent on six attempts a game, and through four games this year, he's shooting fifty-two percent from three on six attempts a game. This is a guy that can light it up, scoring-wise, and he's he's going to be a twenty-five to twenty-eight point per game scorer, I think, for the next couple of years at least. And you know, he's a guy that I think could crack this list and be in the. Be in the same conversation as a guy like Kyrie and Zach Levine, where it's it's really efficient efficient scoring. All right, Cole, let's get to your top ten. And I thought maybe I'll just throw some names out, and and try to guess where they land on your top ten. You can tell me if I'm anywhere close. All right. Yeah. How about Damian Lillard? I'm gonna say you put him at eight. I got Damian Lillard seven. Ooh, that was close. I like Damian Lillard a lot more than some people, and I'll give you the guys below him right now. God. At 10, I got Luka mm. right above Trey. I think there is a pretty, there's a gap between 15 through 11 and then 10 and up. There's a gap for sure. At number nine, I have Joel Embiid. Joel. Joel Embiid. And number eight, I have Nikola Jokic, the reigning MVP. Ooh. Game over the Yokester? 
The Joker? Yeah. And here's why. <laughs> I'm taking Dame over him simply because Jokic lacks a defensive presence. And for a center, he makes up for it offensively. But for a guard and a center, we're both very they're elite offensive players. But at center, defense is much more important than it is at guard. So if, I'm, if I was going to take one of these players over the other, I'd go Dame on my team simply because I can get a center. I don't, not that I don't need my center to play make because Jokic, it's, it's a value. It brings value. And he's an important part of that Nuggets team. He's the most important part of that Nuggets team, obviously. He won MVP last year. But I can get other players to play make. I need an anchor defensively yeah. in the middle. And unless you have a guy like AD or Giannis next to Jokic, you're going to lack paint defense. You you have to have someone next to him that can a four that is a lockdown interior defender, and that's hard to find. So I I have Luka ten, Joel Embiid nine, Nikola Jokic eight, and Damian Lillard seven. And the top six, I think there's a gap between where seven is and six. I think this is yeah. this is where you get into conversation of best these players. guys are yeah. the best players in the world. All right. Do you want to just do your number six and then maybe top five? Or? At number six, I have Anthony Davis. Ooh. And I think he could go higher on this list. The brow. But, you know, he's, he has trouble staying healthy. Of course. He's an, incre- he's an incredible scorer. It's a beautiful thing to watch. And in my opinion, he's probably the best defender in the NBA. Ooh, that's a, that's a, hot, that's a hot take. There. I wanted to put him higher. But I need to. Last year was just a down year for him. He only averaged twenty one points a game. So I'm, I can't. I can't. I just can't put him over the guy. The five guys I have above it. I have above him at this point of time. But at the end of the season, I mean, he could be number one on this list. At number five. All right. You want to take a stab at who you at my top five? Yeah. You want to guess it? All right. I'm gonna say number one, Giannis. Number two, KD. Number three, LeBron. Number four, Curry. And number five, Harden. At number five, I have James Harden. Oh! Guard of the Big shots. The beard. The beard. He, there's not enough I can say about James Harden. He's an incredible scorer. He makes it look easy. Incredible passer. Makes that look easy, too. And he's really not as bad of a defender as people think. Especially in the post. I mean, we, they put him on, on fours a lot. He's so strong in the post on defense. I don't think he needs to be an incredible perimeter defender. He makes up for it in other ways. And offensively, he might be the best player in the league skill-wise. Not, mm-hmm. Maybe not impact-wise because there's a guy I have at number three yeah. who, impacts, who impacts the game more than anybody else in the league. Okay. At number four, I have LeBron James. Oh! oh. It hurts me to do this. So that it, means Curry's got to be three. He, Curry's number three. Oh. So it close. hurts me to put LeBron at four because he's been number one on my list forever. <laughs> he's been number one on my list forever. LeBron's sexual is taking a back seat here. LeBron. Unbiased. But I'm going to put him at number four. There's not enough I can say about LeBron James. <laughs> He's an incredible, he's night. the best passer in the league. I don't want to hear about Nikola Jokic. I don't want to hear about Chris Paul. I don't want to hear about anybody. 
Uh-huh. LeBron is the best passer in the in the NBA. I think he's been shooting the ball better recently too, and his effort on defense has been much better the past couple of years than it was his first year in LA. Number three is Steph Curry, chef, the greatest shooter of all time, mm-hmm. not up for debate. He has the biggest impact on the offensive side of the floor of any player in the NBA, maybe of all time. His range and his threat of shooting the basketball opens up everything for his team. And you saw it when KD was on the team. KD had, the, there was a, there's a clip of in the finals on a fast break. Yeah. Steph, uh, Kevin Durant's dribbling the ball up the court. The entire Cavs defense is looking at Steph, and he's standing out at the three-point line. They're staring at him. That KD drives down the lane and gets a wide-open dunk. Steph Curry opens up the floor for everybody and makes everything easier for his teammates. And the 4-0 Warriors have looked much better this year. And when Clay comes back, watch out, because the Warriors could make another finals run. All right, top two. This is where I struggled. This is where Wait, I struggled. Did you, did you, were they interchangeable? No. Okay. And number two is Giannis. Number two is Giannis. Okay. Okay. And he could, he could easily be number one on this list, but I, there's a reason why I have KD number one. KD is so good scoring the basketball that he single-handedly can beat you any given night. Giannis... Now, Giannis does all the little things better than KD. All of them. Rebounding, his effort, his motor is off the charts. Defense, obviously. He's a top three defender in the NBA. But KD's ability to score the basketball is so otherworldly that he is the best player in the NBA. And I don't think it's up for debate right now. Mm. That series, the Nets should have had no chance last year. Yeah. And KD willed them to a couple victories and almost won that series. So that that's my top 15. All right. Well, Cole on the pole, stirring things up with the top 15 NBA players. Let me ask you, though, who, yeah. would, you, who would you say is the best player in the league? Do you want to give like a little quick top five? Um, mine is pretty similar to yours. I would say um, five would probably be like LeBron, then Harden, then Curry. Then KD, then Giannis, then Julius Randle. And that's my top six. Okay. Um, completely unbiased. But I just think. Okay, I wasn't really expecting that. I just think, you know. I should have known, though. Julius has just kind of ascended. Um, all jokes aside, no, I think the best player in the league is, is Giannis. I think he's proven that. Hey, let's give Julius Randle a little bit of love, though. <laughs> Yo, this is a Julius Randle podcast. This is a, this is a, a love Julius Randle podcast. If you ever see Julius Randle on the streets, say keep me to PC. I was looking at I was looking at his numbers last year. He shot forty one percent from three. Dude, without him last year, the Knicks are like not even in the playoffs. And I knew well obviously. Well, I knew he shot the three ball well last year, but I didn't realize he shot it at forty one percent. Yeah. I thought I'd be looking at thirty seven percent on four attempts a game. Shooting 41 just, on five attempts a game. Almost and he was six. just so bad in the playoffs, people forget how good of a season yeah. he had. Like, really, night in and night out, it felt like the Knicks had, like, not a superstar, 
but like another, like a star. Finally. You guys are gonna see our biases come out because this is a pro Julius Randall podcast. This is a pro Julius Randall. This podcast. is an anti Kevin King podcast. <laughs> Fuck Kevin King, dude. We hate Kevin King. No, Kevin King stinks, dude. This is also a who else? Who else are we? Uh, well, it's you're gonna hear a lot of LeBron bias from me. Cole loves LeBron. I just, I just love my teams, so I'm always going to like be biased towards my teams. I'm a terrible sports fan. You know, I've realized that. Yeah. I'm a really bad sports fan. Besides the Red Sox. I can tell. I can tell. I've seen it. I'm, I just <laughs> follow it. LeBron in basketball. In football, I can't even watch the Giants. I am not dedicated <laughs> enough not to watch them. In. I, I'm not. I watched the Chargers and Ravens play over the, over the Giants and Rams. Why would I watch that? Why would I do that to myself? I, why, <laughs> that was just no. That was sad. I need someone in Buffalo. People were people need, were leaving the stadium like before halftime. Even they were I need, like, "Let's beat the traffic." I need someone in Buffalo to send me a sign-up sheet to become a Bills fan. Oh, because I love Josh Allen. This is a pro Josh Allen podcast. Is this a pro Buffalo podcast? I mean, it might not be for you, but I'm all about Buffalo. I'm all about Buffalo. Bills big, Mafia? Not a big fan of Buffalo. We love the Bills Mafia. Not a big fan of Buffalo as a city. Anybody from Buffalo, we love you and, like, listen, but, like, Buffalo as a city is kind of weak. Okay. Well, <laughs> we just lost the whole... We just lost all of upstate New York. <laughs> the, the, Buffalo's not all of upstate New York. It might as well be. Where um, else is upstate New York? Albany? Dude, shout out to all my Albany guys, I think. So, you, so you're, you're telling me right now that... Albany is a better city than Buffalo. 100%. See, that's nuts. Albany's basically just Canada, and everyone in Canada is, like, super nice. Buffalo is, like, right next to Canada. No, it's... It's, like, a little... little. All right, we get it. You're a Patriots fan. They're your upset of the week every week. (laughs) You notice how they have to be an upset every week? Because they're not that good. Dude, I'll take the the six championships in 20 years, and they're in the AFC Championship every year. I'll take my two... Eli Manning Super Bowls. And a bunch of misery and disaster. But we got two Eli Manning Super Bowls. <laughs> and that's all that really matters. Do you remember watching any of those Super Bowls? The second one, yeah. 2011. The first one, I was too young to understand what. Cole was a baby. I, I was. I was a little but baby. But do you remember fondly 2011? I do. Like, I remember watching Falcons, Patriots, and being on my couch and just, like, flipping I remember, out. I remember Victor Cruz being my idol. I for, you know what I forgot about Victor Cruz? I think this is a pro Victor Cruz podcast too. <laughs> I gotta try to get Victor Cruz on here. Victor, have to, Victor, if you're listening to this, we'd if you're love listening to, to this, have Victor you on, Cruz, Victor. we need you on this podcast. We want to ask you how it felt. We would love for you to be to, our first guest. Oh, that would be amazing. Or imagine we get Victor Cruz on the pod. Imagine if we had Kevin King on the pod. <laughs> just, just insult him the entire time. Dude, you like are really bad at football. Like, how do you why get are you burnt? so bad? How do you, how do you get, get burnt, burnt by, by Scotty every Miller? Single receiver. You got burnt by Scotty Miller. <laughs> I'm sorry, Little but Scotty's you're trash. Scotty got some fight in him. Scott, hey, and I like Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller. I have nothing against him, but that was hilarious. How the hell does that happen? You're Kevin like, King, man. You're like, who is this guy? Kevin who King, is this guy? Kevin King runs a four three forty. He's getting burnt by a five nine white guy. And then forget about now, it. he's fast too, but forget about it on. when you have to like face a good receiver like my boy Jamar Chase. This is a pro Jamar hey. Chase podcast. Jamar Chase was my wide receiver one coming into this draft. You guys are gonna when we get into the draft season for the NFL, <laughs> you're gonna love my list because I don't give a fuck what Mel Kiper or Todd McShay rank them. I'm 
I had Zach Wilson over Trevor Lawrence going into the draft. Yeah. Everyone called me crazy. I called you crazy. Yeah. You crazy. I mean, crazy. Trevor Lawrence was supposed to be football Jesus, you know, the long hair and everything. Mm-hmm. I get it. Rose. The yeah. blondie, you know, yeah. looks pretty. Elite 11 quarterback. Are you hitting on Trevor Lawrence? This is, no. Okay. If anything, I'm hitting on Zach Wilson. Okay. Because he's a good-looking young, young fellow. <laughs> and I think the Jets are going to have a lot of success in the future behind Zach Wilson. We'll see. It's not, not going so well so far. It's not. It's really not. And I don't think any of the rookie quarterbacks have looked that good so far, including your boy Mac Jones. I think, I think he's been good. pretty good last week, Cole. I think he looked pretty good last week. And you know who didn't look good? Zach on the <laughs> sideline, like, seeing the birds go around his head. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, oh, so man. it's seeing it's, it's, birds going around the head. Mahomes and Daniel Jones match up this. I can't Monday. believe that they keep getting Mahomes got cleared from percussion proto, percussion protocol during the game, while the game was still going on. They were like, "Yo, he's fine," even though he tried to stood up and he was like, he was staggering. He was like, he, he didn't know where he was going. I heard that when they asked him his name, he said Jackson Mahomes. He said Jackson Mahomes. That's just what I heard. My inside source with the, the Chiefs. <laughs> You're not going to reveal your he went. He went back into the tent and asked for his phone to make a TikTok. Yeah. And he started dancing. They were like, yeah. Patrick, what are you doing? Sit down. we got to evaluate you. That's, you know? that's just what I saw. <laughs> now, I want to talk about this nice little thing I saw on Instagram. You know, our high school football team has its senior night tomorrow. Oh, baby. Yes. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited. I have a lot of friends on the football team. Why don't we shout some friends out on the podcast? Shout out some friends? Yeah. Shout out some I got to talk about... My quarterback first. Okay. Because, you know, number 12, Reese Vanek. That's my guy. My quarterback. This is a pro Reese Vanek podcast. This is. Super pro Reese Vanek podcast. Reese Vanek. I mean, every time I go to a game and watch him play, yeah. Nick Saban calls me. And he's like, how can I get this kid to come to Alabama? And I have to tell Nick Saban, like, I have the NFL calling me. Nick, look, we're going to skip the draft. Enti- we're going to skip college entirely. We're going straight to the draft. Right. I, I want to shout out my O-line, too, because they protect my quarterback. At left tackle, you know, I got my boy Breck and Tuz. Big Breck. Big Breckhead. At left guard, yeah. big Mike Carpinelli. Yep. At center, my guy Matt Schneider. Mm-hmm. You know, at right guard, we got the beast of a man, Dylan Stedman. <laughs> The chocolate milk connoisseur. Oh, my goodness. The chicken tenders connoisseur. He loves that chocolate milk. The Gordon Ramsay of chicken tenders and chocolate milk. <laughs> if he doesn't like it, he'll send it back. He will. No, he really will. Oh, I believe That's. It. We, have a hell of, we have a hell of an O-line. Listen, this is a pro New for Green Wave O-line podcast. Mm-hmm. Let's get it out there right now. You got to shout out my receivers. <laughs> Just do the entire theme. Zach Lisi. <laughs> Zach Lisi, a.k.a. Tyreek Hill. <laughs> I mean, this kid. You put I'm the ball. As fuck, boy. You put the ball in his hands, and it could end up for six, just like that. Facts. I mean, we put the ball in his hands, and it's gonna be a touchdown. And Xavier has no shot this week against New Milford football, yeah. because it's senior night, and we're going crazy. Oh, baby! I think they're wearing the black uniforms this week. That would be, be cool. sick. Yeah, I heard them talking about. That. Now, uh, some more of my senior players. You know. We got backup receivers, Ryan Wood and Matt Crookshank. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, we got Dean Falls and Graham Falls. Of course, of course. The crazy twins. Falls. The crazy twins. I mean, these, these kids are psychopaths on the football Hilarious. field. I, I mean, they're, they're hell of linebackers, yeah. man. They play their hearts out. I really don't want to forget anybody. Well, oh, we got Noah Anderson. Noah How Anderson, could I forget course. Noah Anderson? Well, of course, yes. Noah Anderson. He, 
That kid, let me tell you, <laughs> I never know what to expect from Noah Anderson. That is one hell of a he's man. unpredictable. We got Hansel Valdez. Oh, almost forgot Hansel. That'd be the Hansel best. Valdez, the beast, the bowling ball of a Dominican man. Oh, yeah. He just wrecks, wrecks shit up on defense. He's in there to cause havoc, and that's it. He, that's what he does. I really don't want to forget anybody. You couldn't anybody. possibly be forgetting anybody. You're just naming the whole team. I mean... Well, all the seniors. I, I'm going to feel so bad if I forget somebody. Shout out to all my seniors on the football team. Chris Acosta. Oh! The newly added... You know, he's new to the school. He came into the team, I believe, week four or five. Uh, he had to clear protocol or whatever because he transferred from New York or whatever. And, uh, you know, Chris Acosta. Wow. One hell of a basketball player, too. Oh, yeah. One hell of a basketball player. All right. You know, I just, you know what I'm realizing right now? I shouted out Dylan Stedman, and, you know, Stedman is a legend. Guess what? Not a senior. But, yeah, he's not a senior. Still a beast, Eddie. He's still a beast of a man, though. And I can't wait for this game, because we got to get crazy in the (laughs) fan section. Yeah. I'm in charge of the fan section, and, you know, we're getting crazy. All right. Well, um, we're going to move on from uh, shouting out our... Sorry, wait. Hold on. Anyway... Into my story about senior night. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, because sorry. I didn't even mention that yet because I was too busy shouting out all my favorite football players. <laughs> so, Sports Center posted this clip of you know a kid on the team, mm-hmm. and it was senior night, right? It was a basketball game. It wasn't football. It's basketball. It was the last seconds of the game, and the point guard on the other team gave the ball to a kid who oh, awesome. and let him score. You know, I just think that's that's a great thing There's to do. Got to be more of that sportsmanship is so underrated, and, you know, we love to see it. We love to be competitive, but we also love to show respect to it. And you know what the best part was, though? Tell me. After he scored the layup, right, even the other team was, like, getting hyped for him. Yeah. And they had, like, a big, like, jump around in the middle of the court. It's awesome. It's It's just a heartwarming stuff. And I I just felt like we needed to talk about that because I don't want to, you know, put a little light in everybody's day. We're all keeping about, it PC is all positive vibes. All positive. All the positive juju you can possibly Positivity, get. except when it comes to Kevin King. Um, yeah, we'll say one more time. And Jason Tatum. Kevin King, we don't like you as, and the Nets. as a person. All right. Um, well, we're going to close off here with the World Series because it's fall. Baseball. Baby. And that doesn't just mean NFL season, NBA, NHL. It means the fall classic. So, obviously, I picked the Red Sox to win the World Series. Yeah. They didn't make the World Series. Um, I have to shave my beard. Yes, yes, I heard. I that now, was that was previously agreed to before the, before the Red Sox right. Astros series uh, concluded. But I, I I'm going to my boy Gustavo. I think next week he's shout gonna, out Gustavo. Is a pro Gustavo pod. Pro Gustavo, my barber. <laughs> if you don't have a special connection with your barber, then you're not. Yeah. How do, how are you gonna look good? You Chris, know what at, I mean? Chris at Lens Barbershop. Been doing it for years. You got Chris? Oh, uh, I love Chris. I used to go to Lens, but yeah. then I switched over to Blue Hills. I love. And I got I got my guy Gustavo. So I, I'm going to go to him. But anyway, back to baseball. I mean, I want to talk. Is, this is a good World Series, I it think, is. because I think baseball has a great way of getting new teams into, like, into the playoffs and into the finals, the, the World Series specifically, like every year. Every pretty much year, there is, there is a new team in there. The Astros have made it a lot, but Atlanta hasn't made it since 99. Right. And I, I feel... I'm rooting for the Braves, obviously. I don't like the Astros. 
Brian Snicker, I think, deserves this yeah. one. He's been in the Braves organization for 40 years. What more can you ask from a guy? Freddie Freeman, he's one of my favorite players in the league. I'm really rooting for the Braves, and I had no like zero faith in the Braves. Just an improbable run from the Braves. I picked them to get swept by the Brewers. They lost Acuna to uh, ACL. Corey's ACL. Uh, Azuna was like beating his wife or something. I don't even know. And then wow, <laughs> wow, okay. Anti Azuna pod, by the way. Anti Azuna pod, by the way. Anti domestic violence. Pod. That's right, Cole. You're taking a stand. Anyway, um. But they required they requ- acquired Eddie Rosario at the deadline, Adam Duvall at the deadline. Eddie Rosario, just incredible, incredible, incredible accusation, accusation, um, accusation, acquisitions. And so I just this is, reminds me a lot of the Nationals a couple years ago I where agree. they just I turned agree. it on in the second half and were able to like make just play the best baseball they can. And when you're playing the best baseball, you can beat any team. I believe they weren't even over 500 until July. 88 wins. 88 wins. That's not even a wild wins, card yeah. game. In the, that's not even a wild card. In the they wouldn't have even made the playoffs. They wouldn't the even made the playoffs. Wouldn't even even made the playoffs. I, I really hope the Braves win. It, it's 1-1 right now. Yeah. I'm going to pick the Braves in seven. Wow, exactly what I was going to say. I want to talk about, a little bit about the Astros, though, and specifically Jose Altuve, because mm-hmm. as much as I don't like the guy, the little fucker can hit. 22 postseason home runs. What is that? Half is that the games. Fourth or third all time? Third. He's behind um, Manny Ramirez. Manny Ramirez has 29, but he's played, has a ton of more played appearances, played a ton of more games. And then I think he's tied now with Bertie Williams um, for, with 22. And he's just saying, when the postseason comes, Altuve really turns it on. Jeter's up there too, surprisingly. But he, yeah, he played. But he's always he like. Basically played a full season in, yeah. in the playoffs. Exactly. He, he, he had like 160 games in the playoffs. Yeah. And I think, like, the Astros, obviously nobody likes them because they cheated. But what I'm saying is, get the fuck over it. Nobody cares anymore. It's, I it's been wholeheartedly agree. Four years, literally half the teams in the league have said, like, people steal signs. It's part of the game. They took it too mm-hmm. far. People got fired. They're dealing with the consequences. But you can't keep hanging this over their heads. Like, enough already. I just couldn't care less. That they cheated to win the World Series. And because I'm not really convinced that... I mean, how they did it... They still had to win the road games. I agree. and but The pitching still had to be good. I mean, this is one aspect of the game. And I, I do think every team has a way of doing it. The Astros were just kind of cocky and they, I think jerks they, about they it. Because they made it, it so obvious. When they, make it, when they take it to technology, for generations, 100 years, people have been standing on second base... They go back to the dugout and they're like, okay, this is what this sign means. They decipher the signs and that's how, like, sometimes... And they made it blatantly obvious. They make it blatantly, yeah, they made it blatantly obvious. But, you know, the Bra- I really, really, I need really the Braves want to win those World need, Series yeah. to feel good. Because the Red Sox lost to the Astros. And if... But also if the Braves win the World Series, I'm going to say, then we probably could have beaten the Braves. You know what I'm saying? Or no, if the Astros win the World Series... I'm going to be saying, if the Red Sox made the World Series, we could have beaten the Braves. And we could and have them in the World Series. We, we just went cold. Like, the bats were, went from scorching hot to we could not touch the ball <laughs> for the last, yeah. what, two or three games? Yeah. It, it was ridiculous. It was hard to watch, honestly. I think you called this, if the Astros win this championship, I think it's a dynasty. The last five years, they've been in the... Because this is not unfamiliar. The Giants did this. 
uh, towards the beginning of the last decade. Does anyone view the Giants still as a dynasty? No. I, it, I think it's hard for a dynasty in the MLB. I, like, I, I think mean, you have to win consecutive. Like the, Yankees. the only really ones I can think of, like the Yankees in the 90s. The Yankees in the, the late Yankees 90s, in 2000s. Like the 20s yeah. and 30s, and, you know, well, when they won all their goddamn championships that Yankees fans that were bored 70 years later like to brag about. Yeah. Makes no sense, man. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I think they, they would be, I think you have to put them up there with one of the great, like, runs. Because this is their third World Series. If they win, it would be their second championship. And they've been in the ALCS five years in a row now. There's one thing I want to say before we wrap up the podcast for today. Of course. Um, I forgot two seniors. Go ahead. <laughs> I, and you know what? Hey, it's their night, all right? It's their night. Go ahead. I forgot, you know, Joey LaCava and Dylan Nijam. And I don't know how I could have forgot them. And I feel bad about doing it. But I am going to get, you know, I have to shout them out here. I'm going to feel so terrible if I forgot someone else. Like, so, so terrible. And I know I did. I know it. <laughs> All right. Yep. <laughs> God, I'm, I'm going to go to school and be like, you didn't shout me out. I'd be like, God bro, my damn it, man. Pod, bro? Come on. All right. Well, that's about, that's about to wrap it up for this, uh, this pod. Uh, we thank you all for tuning in. Um, we want to wish all our seniors a happy senior night on the football team, and we want to wish all you a happy Halloween. Right, this weekend, Halloween. Halloween just uh, Sunday? Sunday, yeah. On Sunday. Um, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week uh, on Thursday. We're not skipping another week. We're not. No. We're not. We'll be back. We'll be back, for sure. Um, thank you so much. Uh, I'll see you. see you later.